from San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa, from a coast to coast and around the world. Thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we're going to be talking about how to share your emotions, you know, really choosing to let down your walls. And it's not an easy thing for couples to do. And so we're going to really dig into that. But before we even get started, you guys know I like to start off the show with a quote. And this is from singer-songwriter Demi Lovato. She says, never be ashamed of what you feel. You have the right to feel any emotion that you want. Your emotions, guys, they're yours. And I want you to own them, but I also want you to be able to share them with your spouses. And before we dig into everything that we've got going on in today's show, we received a voicemail mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. And it really ties into being able to show emotion, being able to be transparent and take off those masks. And so we're going to pull that up right now. Yeah, because that is such... Th- this voicemail, folks, is just... It's so strong. I'm going to let you know just up front. It's two and a half minutes. But listen, because what this husband has to share is honestly, it's impactful. Uh, I was listening to the podcast uh, about well, one of the podcasts that dealt with sexual addiction. And you mentioned that you wanted to hear stories of people that have lived with it successfully, beat it. I guess I'm one of those people. Uh, I lived with it. I bought it for the better part of 25 years, probably 18 of that before I really even knew that I, that I even had addiction, didn't know anything about it. Ten years of that, I was married, uh, had kids. It all got ugly. Uh, my wife found out about it the hard way, and uh, we ended up separating for a while, almost divorced, had the papers drawn up, all that good stuff. And I uh, got involved in 12 Steps and eventually actually worked for 12 Steps. And it's been seven and a half years over now. And while things are still difficult at times, our marriage has never been better than it is now um, because I'm there. I'm, I'm mm. present for our marriage. And I mean that emotionally and mentally. Um, so while things looked bleak, very bleak for a long time, uh, when we were separated, I attempted suicide and, uh, a lot of other horrible deep thoughts. Eventually, you know, by the grace of God, a loving wife and, uh, a lot of hard work, I made it through and it still, it still works and you're never done. So I still work mm-hmm. at it. Sometimes my wife will get that funky twinge where she wonders if something's going on. That we'll talk about it and things are okay. So I guess that's it. That's my uh, first step in a super small nutshell. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm going to talk about it uh, more at length if you want. Uh, that's it. Have a good day. Bye. 
And thank you very much for your podcast. And thank you for listening. Uh, I hope you all, as he shared his story, heard the emotion that he was willing to share, the pain that permeated his marriage mm-hmm. for years, the the hiding, the not even knowing. And for those of you that have listened to our podcast on pornography in the past, you know that there were years that Tony didn't realize it was a problem. Right. No, so true. You know, and and so this listener, as he shares, you know, the journey down divorce, you know, having the papers drawn up and, and literally he says it by the grace of God that they were able to find their way back to one another. And it was that voicemail and numerous emails that we've been receiving from folks where they're just frustrated. They, you guys are frustrated with your spouse's inability or unwillingness to show emotion. And, you know, this is coming about in all different types of ways. It may be that there's a secret that's not being shared. I know you all have secrets. No one listening to this podcast is secret free. And so that's building up um, different emotions in how you, you know, hide that secret from your spouse. Some of you are hiding secrets and you're, you're sharing that with or showing that with anger right, or withdrawal. And your spouse is aware, just like, you know, this guy here said here, you know, every once in a while, my wife gets that twinge. Guys, we hear it time and time again. Your spouses know when something is up. Yep. They do. We received another email a few weeks ago um, in regard to episode, was it 179, Warning Signs? Right. And this was a guy whose wife started to exhibit those warning signs. And you know what? There was something behind that. Okay, so your, choo- your choice not to show your emotions or to hide them or to do this kind of stuff, it's a red flag to your spouses. They feel frustrated. They feel confused. They feel isolated. They feel scared because they have no idea what you're hiding or why. Mm-hmm. And that's a scary place to be with the person that you sleep next to every night. You know, when we, when we start making those choices to hide parts of our lives from our spouse, that is a slippery slope that will turn into an avalanche before you even know it. You know, you choose to, you choose to hide. And why are you doing this? You know, what are some of the reasons that you would choose to hide your emotions? To not share who you are. I mean, I just put up a post on Twitter saying that choosing to be vulnerable is choosing to allow someone to love you for who you really are. Yep, it's the tried and true, you know. When we take off our masks, we, we are loved more, not less. When we take off our masks and when we truly get to be who we are in front of our spouse, the end game there is that we are loved more, not less. And a lot of you are operating from that place of fear. You're scared that your spouse is not going to love you when you share your anger or when you share your hurt or your disappointment. You're afraid that they can't handle that. You know, it reminds me right. of the, um, the Jack Nicholson, Tom Cruise movie, A Few Good Men, where you know, Jack Nicholson says, you can't handle the truth. And 
I will tell you, I have been on the receiving end and the giving end of some really painful truths in our marriage. Some that I wish I didn't know. Some that I wish I hadn't had to say. But I'm here to tell you, we're still married. And yes, it caused hurt. Lots of work had to be done. Lots of, you know, pulling the pieces together, understanding why this was happening. And after understanding why it happened more so of going, okay, let's work together to rectify what's happened. And instead of going into our nutshells and, and hiding even more and keeping more secrets, it allowed us to open up Mm -hmm. and allowed us to open up in ways, you know, one of the big ones for me was some years back when I brought it to Elisa's attention that when I was traveling out of town that I would go and try and pick up women at bars. And that was very, very hard to bring up. And I, and I will tell you, it took me, gosh, that was probably close to 10 years after those incidents happened, mm-hmm. probably, you know, eight to 10 year range. So, you know, to say the least, I mean, these had been weighing on me for a long time. And bringing it up to Elisa, I mean, it just opened up the floodgate. And as much as I just wanted to brush it over, it couldn't happen. It didn't happen. The emotions on her side and even on my side just were brought to the surface. Mm -hmm. And we just had to work through that together, understanding why that happened, where we were in our marriage, and then moving forward. And some of you are wondering, as Tony says that right now, if you should tell your secrets. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially when you hear Tony say that his had been kind of festering for 10 years. And I will tell you that where we are now with that truth between us, instead of the lies between us, it is a better place. Oh, most definitely. It it is a better place because he was able to release that. And yes, I did have to take that on. You know, I had to take that, that information in and process it and figure out what that looks like in our marriage and what that looks like moving forward and what we were going to be doing. And, you know, I had to weigh all that and he did have to deal with my emotions because I was angry mm-hmm. and I was hurt. And I will tell you, it felt like I got socked in the stomach. Yeah. But it's in the past. Okay. We bring it up to you guys now as a learning experience, but not because I'm banging them over the head with it every time we have a disagreement saying, well, you did this. No, we've dealt with it. And that's another reason why some of you are scared to show your emotions. It's because you don't have the skills to be able to communicate effectively. And that's an area where we hear time and time again, when you guys respond to our questions or when you send us emails, you know, talking about what's going on in your relationship over and over again, communication is your struggle. And I want you to know this is a universal worldwide struggle because learning how to communicate effectively, especially with the person that sees you, you know, when you've got the stomach flu and sees you when you haven't brushed your hair in the morning or, you know, haven't brushed your teeth or they see you at the end of a long day of work. You know, this is the person that knows you best. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you've seen your spouse at, at their worst and at their best. And we 
don't really ever, we aren't, most people aren't taught effective communication. It's not like, you know, when you go to school, one of the lessons that they, you know, one of the years of, you know, fourth grade years all work on a communication. No, we work on, you know, fractions and multiplication and, you know, the history of California and things like that. But learning how to effectively communicate with your spouse, that's a process because the two of you come into the marriage with all of your past history and what you've learned from your parents and what you've learned from your friends. And sometimes that's not effective. Oftentimes it's not effective. Speaking as a wife who spent probably the first 12 years of her marriage shutting down like a power outage every time we were in a confrontational situation. Right. And and real quick, I just want to bring this up. We have an audio program called He Zigs, mm. She Zags. Mm-hmm. Get your communication on the same on on the same path. And I'm telling you, this is a two and a half hour audio program that Elisa and I did. We did a live event. We recorded it. And it has helped hundreds, if not thousands of couples get that communication piece that they're missing on the same playing field. And we talk about things about, you know, how to connect with your spouse by taking off your mask and telling the truth. Mm -hmm. Communicate on the same playing field. Wouldn't you like to be able to have a conversation and knowing that you guys are, are on the same field and not one of you on the football field and one of you on the baseball field, you know, resolve arguments without shutting down. This Hello. is, this is, you know, this happens more times than you can imagine mm-hmm. because it's very easy for many of us just to withdraw than to talk about what is happening you know, make adjustments so your spouse knows you understand what's being said. Mm-hmm. You know, get better battery life with your phone and grow your relationship. You know, being able to communicate without that phone. Absolutely. And so if that's of interest to you, you can go to one extraordinary marriage.com slash he zigs, she zags, and you can pick that up today. You'll also put a link in the show notes, won't you? Yes. And here's a, here's a little thing about show notes because I've gotten a couple of emails recently about that. Show notes are on our website. So if you go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com, you'll get to the you'll get to the homepage there. Right up in the main menu, you'll see podcasts. When you click that tab podcast, you can go through any of the podcasts we have. And those and in those you'll find the show notes. So you'll find links to certain uh, books or audio programs or whatever we may be talking about. It may be even the feelings list or something that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. So just a heads up for you folks who are looking for the show notes. So why else would somebody withdraw from the marriage or not show emotions? Another one is previous rejection. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're not even aware that you have rejected your spouse in the past, that you have shut down their emotions through something that you said, something that you did. Uh, Maybe you made fun of them. Maybe you called them stupid or you told them they had a stupid idea. You use those words that caused them to withdraw. Because I think you would agree with me, rejection is pretty painful. And when it comes from this person that we pledged our love to forever and ever, that that is a deep pain. And when we hear that over and over again, that, you know, our ideas aren't 
worth anything or, you know, well, your feelings are stupid. Uh, One, that's borderline emotional abuse. Mm -hmm. I'm going to call that out for what it is. And two, it's going to keep your spouse from coming to you with what's really on their hearts. And you may mean nothing by it or you may mean everything by it. But I will tell you that if you continue to use hurtful words and actions to your spouse, they will withdraw their emotions from you. And rebuilding that is a long road. Right. It's a long road. And and then there are also past hurts. You know, people, like we talked about this just a few minutes ago, that, you know, what we learned growing up in terms of whether or not it was okay to show emotion, whether it was okay to cry, you know, and guys, I'm going to call you out right now um, because I know many of you were probably told that boys don't cry that boys don't, you know, don't feel sad. They don't get to show that emotion. Guys, it's okay. And, and I want to just, I want to pipe in real quick. My grandmother, God bless her soul, passed away uh, a few weeks back. And we got an email, I'd say about 9, 10 o'clock our time here. And which is late from my mom and dad, because usually they're asleep by like 7 o'clock. <laughs> and so... We get an email and it just come through. She had just passed that evening and I picked up the phone because I wanted to call my dad and just see how he's doing. My man's a very stoic. My dad's a very stoic guy. He, he really is. I mean, I show emotion and he's just like, Tone, what are you doing? I'm like, we're two different people, dad. Don't, don't worry it's about okay. this. It's okay. And if you listen to way back episode six... That's when I prayed earnestly to hear my dad say, I love you. And I will have to say, it's been many years since we did that podcast to this day, to this day, every time my dad and I get off the phone, we say, I love you. And I will tell you, there are times when I am just thinking of something else and I'm moving forward and my dad will say that to me. Well, this evening I called my dad because I wanted to check in on him. And you talk about emotion because I'm getting emotional about it. It's my grandmother, 91 years old, lived a a fantastic life. She died natural causes, but you still mourn the loss. Mm -hmm. And I just picked up the phone. I said, Hey dad, how you doing? It's like good tone. And I could tell this is my dad. I mean, he, he's just, he doesn't want to show emotion. And, and I said, Hey, you know, I understand. I, I just want to, you know, say sorry for the loss of Nunna. And if you need me for anything, if you need a call, if you need to just vent, if you just need to let loose, I'm here for you, Dad. And no kidding, the next sentence out of his mouth is, "How the kids doing, Tone?" And that was just him. You know, that's that's my dad. And. You know, when we talk about this emotion, you know, showing emotion, it's almost understanding who that person is. Mm-hmm. And and this is the way my dad shows emotion. And so I just had to bring it back around. I said, hey, you know what? The kids are fine. They're fine, dad. But more importantly, how are you? You know, what's going on? And he said some words. Knowing him and having learned his communication over these years that, you know what, that's what he needed to do. That was enough for him to be able to go, okay. I let it out. 
He's not going to cry on my shoulder. He isn't. He's not going to, you know, just rail or just even open up for 30 minutes. You know, but those few minutes that I had with him, that was his. And I have to accept that as well. Mm-hmm. I cannot make him somebody he is not. I cannot change him to go, hey, dad, well, I need you to start crying for me. You know, you need to really show this emotion. So, you know, this is a loss of your mother. So you really need to be crying right now for me. I cannot do that for him. If I choose to cry, those are my emotions. What I can do, though, is be there for him, listen, and allow him to show his emotions in the way that he knows how. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's such, such a good point is that we all show emotions in different ways. And knowing how your spouse shows emotion, it's critical because that's going to keep the balance. And if you know that they are more stoic, like Tony's dad, then don't try and, you know, have this, you know, hour long heart to heart. It's not going to happen. And you're going to be more frustrated because they're not like bawling, Mm -hmm. you know? And when we, when we got up to the funeral that day, you know, Abby ran over to her grandfather and gave him a big hug and he just held on to her a little extra, a little extra time. Hmm. That was his connection. And just, you know, just that needing to be, you know, hugged by his granddaughter. You know, that's how he chose to show it. And it's okay. Part of this is acceptance. Part of it is also, you know, as you try to break this cycle of not showing emotion or being withdrawn, the first thing that the two of you have to do is you have to create a safe place for emotions to be shared. Right. You know, it has to be that if, if somebody comes to you, if your spouse comes to you in anger or sadness or, you know, fear or whatever their emotion may be, it has to be okay for them to share that emotion. You can't dismiss them. You can't belittle them. You can't, you know, just brush it off. Let them be in that emotion, whatever it is. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, it's all targeted at you and you just have to stand there and, you know, take their barrage of anger or whatever that is. But you create a safe place, whether you sit down on the couch or you go for a walk. Walking is good. If you've got emotions that need to come out, there's something about walking side by side where you don't have to like look into each other's eyes that allows people to be able to release their emotion. And I think it also has to do, personally, I think it has to do with the fact that you're moving at the same time. So you're not in this um, confined area, stationary, confined space. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if your spouse says, hey, can we go for a walk? I need to talk to you. Go. Let that be a safe place to just get out. You hear the cars running by, whatever it is. And so there's all of these other background noise mm-hmm. where they can just be. And, and can I bring up one last one thing, though? Yeah. Um, it, we, we need to bring this up because in communication, uh, we've, we've said this a number of times, anger may come out. Mm-hmm. There comes a point, though, folks, where it's beyond just normal, I'm upset and I'm having, I'm just having a breakdown right now. You, you know, mm-hmm. I, I just can't pull everything together. If this is ongoing, if this is emotional abuse where every day, every six hours, 12 hours, there is some sort of blow up that is directed towards you emotionally, be it 
via words spoken, be it via text, be it, you know, other electronic devices, whatever that may be, you, you may be in an emotionally abusive relationship mm-hmm. and that is not okay. And so I want to direct you to episode 169 is this abuse because at no point in time during communication and trying to talk through your issues, if it goes overboard continuously, it's beyond. And there is no reason for you to stay there and take it. We do not advocate divorce. We don't ever want to see families ripped apart because of it. And yet, if there is emotional abuse that is continuously going on, physical abuse that is happening, then it is time for you to get somewhere safe. Okay? I don't know if that is you right now. I don't. But I just want you to know that there are places you can go to find help. Mm-hmm. So please listen to episode 169, Is This Abuse? Again, I talk about the show notes. There are many resources there that you can reach out to in your local areas around the world to find safety. Because it's tough. I mean, there is that fine line with showing emotion. You know, and the heart of this podcast today is about sort of the safe emotions. It's not when it turns abusive, um, but we feel an obligation whenever we tackle a big topic like this to bring that up because we need to set the boundaries and we need to let you guys know that there should be boundaries in your marriage for when it crosses the line mm-hmm. and for you to get help. Um, so as I was saying, you know, when in this whole being able to share emotions, your marriage has to be a safe place for that to come out. You also, going back to the he zigs, she zags that Tony brought up earlier, some of you may need to start the conversation by having a state of our marriage talk about what's going on and why aren't we sharing. And maybe some of those ugly truths need to come out because you've got to work through them to get to the other side. Right. I will tell you that where we were six years ago when Tony told me about, you know, his trips back to his business trips back to the East coast is night and day different from where we are in our communication and our marriage and how rock solid we are now. Mm-hmm. And why is that? It's because Tony doesn't have that burden weighing him down. Am I going to run into somebody that he used to work with? Is somebody going to say something? Is it going to show up? You know, all of that. So it's sometimes you got to sit down, you got to have that heart to heart. Mm-hmm. And you got to get the uglies out. You know, we get really dirty and then we got to come clean. You know, and for some of you, you got to start with baby steps. And that's that's using the tool that we've given you, the 77 questions to get the conversation started. You come right to One Extraordinary Marriage on the homepage. It is smack dab in the middle where you can sign up and get that. Okay, we, we can't make it any easier for you guys. And you can use those questions and you start, you just sit down and you start talking to one another. And some of them are funny and, and they're lighthearted and they're just going to, they're going to give you practice listening and talking, you know, it's those types of things. Some of them are going to dig deeper and you're going to have to get real. And here's the thing, guys, when you get real, 
your marriage changes. It changes for the better. Because when two real people are engaged in this real thing called marriage, it becomes extraordinary. Mm -hmm. But you got to get in there and you got to get dirty first. Yeah. And you got to take off the masks, rip off the band-aids and trust your spouse with your emotions. Allow them into that space. Don't just keep it all locked up inside of you. You know, and I'm going to challenge you this week. Are you willing to live your life in a marriage void of emotion? Or are you willing to take the steps necessary to create an environment in which trust and communication can grow? Which one do you want this week? All right, you guys, this is your week. We're talking about emotional intimacy, talking about coming together so we better understand each other. This is your week. Go out there, grab those 77 questions to get the conversation started. Talk, learn about each other, open up, take off the masks. And when we do that, we are loved more, not less for who we are. And our marriage can grow, it can thrive, and it can become extraordinary. Go do it. Take action. Start the conversation. Have a fantastic week, you guys. We love you.